Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We Cheese on the podcast. Uh-huh. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. About that time when we go live every time on Sunday. Man, what a great weekend of fighting. Great weekend. I know people might be a little bit offended and whatnot from some of the comments made by one who headlined yesterday. Great undercard by Willard Mann out in Houston, Texas. Big Mall Charlo put on a big drama show. Tank Davis looking like he might be able to give Loma some work. He keeps on fighting the way he fought yesterday. Carl Frampton, the Jackal, putting their mitts on I has been Onito Donari. Shadow of himself at this point in time. And Amir King Khan, who proved me wrong. But, eh, 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 easy work. I give him his credit where it's due. Entertaining fights, nonetheless, from everybody who put in, who clocked in yesterday, I should say. Highly enjoyable. Hope you guys all enjoyed it as much as I did because it was lit yesterday. Full fun day of boxing. But at this point in time, I want to take it to my tag team partner in which we hold the tag team titles of podcasting all the way from God's country in Houston, Texas. My man, Willard the King. What's good, brother? How you doing today, man? Oh, man, doing good, man. Like you said, excellent Saturday of boxing, uh, jam-packed, wall-to-wall. Um, uh, but one thing I want to say is, man, um, just as we go forward, R.C., if you could do me a favor. Uh, you know, you like to say God's country, Houston, Texas, uh, and I appreciate that. I am a follower of the Lord, Jesus Christ, and all that good stuff. But uh, I want you, when you – 
the the real name of this is is uh, we either call Houston, Texas. That's after our two uh, championships back to back, or they call it Scrooge hmm. in Texas. So if you could call, if you could say from now on, if you can remember, from the land of DJ Screw and Pimp C. Hmm. God is God is within all that, but just you know, just to give you know, just to give my city more credibility. You know, God's country. That's all good. It is God's country. This is this is God's country, America. But I don't live in the country. Uh, I'm a city guy, you know. <laughs> and, and we represent Pip C and DJ Screw and Mattress Mac out here. Those are our three things: Jesus, Pip C. DJ Screw and Mattress Mac are the top things out here in Houston, Texas, man. So, shout out to Mall, Big Mall, doing his work. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, last night. Uh, shout out to myself because if I'm correct, uh, I was the only one that picked every fight correctly again. <laughs> you know, uh, well, well, I guess I didn't get the draw. Win, so. I, yeah, I picked Bonarin. That wasn't a draw, but he 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 won that fight. He didn't win the boxing match, but he won the fight. But but we'll get to that later. Um, happy to be here on this Sunday, man. Magnificent Sunday out here. Uh, talking boxing with my main man RC, man. Like always, dog. So uh, you know, uh, appreciate that. I know I know that there is one thing before we get to boxing. You know, I had to hit you with it because you know. You were texting me oh, yesterday. Man. You didn't text me the other day uh, during the daytime, uh, but you were texting me after that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You were, you were, you were busy. But uh, you know, my my Rockets <laughs> lost, and I, I figured they would lose. You know, these guys are out here. This is their first playoff in eighty years. They weren't missing any shots. They were hyped. They were playing above themselves, and that's what happens, man. But you know who? You know who else also lost, man? LeBron James. <laughs> hey, your boys is getting work, man. Now, now I know the people are like I thought. I thought RC was a Sacramento Kings fan. Well, in the playoffs, he's not a Sacramento Kings fan because they don't make the playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs. Nah, they don't make the playoffs. So RC's hitting me yesterday about the Rockets, you know, and his uh his gay lover sign hitting me uh, up about getting used and uh, some <laughs> crap, you know, guys that guys that don't even have teams in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? But nobody texted me when LeBron James was getting his ass whooped, and nobody texted me when the Utah Jazz beat OKC. So I was just wondering, man, did you miss all that, or you just you just focused on the Rockets yesterday? I, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to see what's up. Um, well, on Friday, uh, the game tipped off at 4 p.m. Pacific, and that's the time I got off work, and I went straight to the barbershop. So I pretty much missed all the game. I came back, and I seen LeBron hit, like, what, three threes in the final two minutes, and his teammates said they ain't really do much to help him out. Stupid J.R. Smith, he had um, he had my money Clarkson wide open on the corner, but J.R. decided to shoot a, a 40-foot shot. So uh, that's just what it is. I, uh, as far as basketball yesterday, um, I didn't even know. I didn't know what happened. Um, you know, uh, I didn't watch the Rockets game. I didn't watch the Thunder game. And I didn't even know the Rockets he lost. Didn't know. I, just, I just heard that, uh, well, Simon texted me and said, Rockets with a SMH emoji. And I was like, huh, let me ask Will and see what happened. Because, you know, I had a little uh, little get-together here at my spot for the fights yesterday. So I was kind of just, you know, being a good host or whatever. But, um. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, it's a seven-game series. Good thing, you know, it's not the playoffs like football. 
for you one and done. Otherwise, you know, Minnesota would be advancing after yesterday. But I still think y'all going to win that series. Minnesota above yeah, two to one. On we, I mean, it's two to one. So if it was football, we would have beat yeah. them a long time ago. So nice one. That was a way to try. Oh, oh no. It didn't, it didn't hit. That was a shoot and a miss. Like oh, yeah. LeBron no, James at the free throw line. No, it was a shoot and a miss of you uh, trying to say, oh, well, uh, you know, we're playing an A seed. That's why we could uh, – that's why Harden could play like trash and uh, we still win. But you fail to realize that four through eight was about a game and a half away from each other. So you guys could have been playing a four seed uh, or if you played a four seed. You can't give me that. Yeah, yeah, but nice try. That's in the West. We're talking about the East. So, I mean, if we're thinking the eighth seed in the West is the one seed in the East. So let's just let's move on. Let's not talk about this nonsense, man. Oh your boy, yeah, 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 your boy's gonna be one and done. Both your guys are gonna be one and done, and uh, all three of your teams will be at home very shortly. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about so, well, you know. Yeah, and uh, real quick, uh, the only reason I say God country in Texas because that's what I got from my man JBL, Don Bradshaw Layfield. So, uh, but that's that. But anyways, man, yo, let's um, let's start it off. Um, where, I mean, we can take it from the bottom of the card up, but I feel like, you know, with the uh, – I, I know that this this card yesterday is going to do some pretty big numbers, um, and I can't wait to say, see what the Nielsen numbers put out for the uh, viewership on uh, Broner Vargas because there's a whole lot of drama leading up to everything yesterday, including the uh, weigh-in on uh, Friday. You had Jamel Charlo wilding out on Tank Davis and Broner and, uh, you know, just a whole lot, a whole lot of going on. And then you had the whole fake beef, Broner and 6ix9ine, with that kind of, you know, when 6ix9ine posted a video watching the fight, cheering for AB in his car, got a, a million views really quickly. So a lot of that outside viewership is going to be coming to this fight. And, um, you know, Broner's been doing good numbers as it is. And it was a credible opponent where it's expected to do, to do good numbers without all that. Um, but let's take it to the top because, you know, usually we start from the bottom up, but I feel like with the way that this one was, it was a, um, it was an eye opener because I'll tell you what, Willis, during the first four rounds, I felt like, damn, Broner's doing it again not letting his hands go, trying to pop shot his way to a victory, and he's getting outworked by the bigger Jesse Vargas. Size was um, on display yesterday, Vargas being 5'10", Broner being 5'6". But the funny thing about it to me was, how are you a full-fledged welterweight, four inches bigger than this man, and getting backed up? Tell you what, Willis, somebody that's four inches shorter than me ain't never going to back me up. I promise you that. Jesse Vargas had good work um, when he was working uh, on the inside. He did some good body shots. But I felt like, you know, the only way to really beat Broner besides outworking him is you got to earn his respect. You know, Madonna earned his respect. Um, Porter earned his respect by his wrestling tactics. And, um, you know, uh, you have to do that in order to get Adrian Broner to shy away from contact. He doesn't have the greatest defense. You know, he has his hands up, come forward style. Not much bobbing and weaving from Broner, for the most part, first half of the fight. But when you talk about clear-cut power shots that were landed flush, you know, Vargas had some good body work, both fighters. 
sometimes throwing a little bit low. Felt like we had a very fair referee who could have taken a point from Broner um, in the middle rounds, which might have cost him a fight, but he gave him a hard warning. Didn't give Vargas a warning for coming forward with his head a lot. Warned Broner for his forearms. But this is boxing. We ain't dancing on ballet or none of that. And Adrian Broner really surprised a lot of people from the fifth to sixth round moving forward. Like you said, he got warmed up. And if, to me, it just feels like we know Jesse Vargas doesn't have that style the way he fought those first few rounds, and he just gassed himself out. He lost a lot from his gas tank early. And, I mean, when it's not your style and you try to adapt that style in which he was hanging out with Marcos Maidana before the fight, talking to Floyd Mayweather via FaceTime before the fight, corny-ass Floyd. Probably offered him an extra meal if he would have won the fight just because he'd be hating on Broner. But, um, you know, Jesse Vargas tried to use the blueprint on Adrian Broner. But to his disservice, he lost his win. Because towards the end of the fight, he didn't have as much snap on his punches as he once did. He didn't throw as many punches as he once did. And Broner, for a guy nobody gives credit for power punching, he messed up Vargas' face pretty good. And, I mean, if I was a post-fight interviewer or Porsche, yeah, you know, I would I would ask, Jesse Vargas, hey, what's that ceiling look like over at Barclays? Because you looked up at it a few times. Broner caught him with that uppercut, had him looking to see what the top of the building looked like a few times. And, you know, Broner, when he let his hands go and did what he needed to do, it just goes to show can do something in the sport of boxing compared to what a lot of people may think, naysayers for whatever reason. Um, brought upon himself for obvious reasons, as he says, some of the things that might offend people. But nonetheless, Broner is a showman, and he adapted the Floyd Mayweather persona to get people to view him or want to view him in a hated or love it type fashion. And whether you hate it or love it, he's one of the biggest stars in boxing, even with three L's. Numbers don't lie. Um, but I felt like on my scorecard in which, you know, I rewatched the fight this morning because, you know, last night I had a couple wobbly pops, so I might have been a little... Point five. You know, <laughs> a little more than that. But, um, you know, I ended up with the same scorecard that I had last night. I had 115-113 for Adrian Brunner. And um, I could see how the draw came about because Jesse Vargas did do some good work in the early rounds of that fight. Uh, but second half of the fight was completely taken over by AB. And um, that's me being fair. I, You know, I like Jesse Vargas. I have nothing bad to say about Vargas leading up to this fight or even after. He's a good kid. Much respect to his, uh, his uh, trunks and his shirt that came out with the RIP to Rafael Garcia famously known for being Floyd Mayweather's cut man. Um, You know, this kid's a a class act. 
even though Broner got under his skin a little bit, he got under Broner's skin. And um, I've always liked that about Jesse Vargas. If you go back to when he, um, I believe it was Timothy Bradley, you know, he was uh, doing a lot of these little jerky type shenanigans. Go to his corner, looking past his trainer, peeking at Tim Bradley, winking at him to see if he's, you know, just getting in his head. And um, Jesse Vargas is a, a really good opponent. He's legit. You know, I like Jesse Vargas a lot. Still got nothing bad to say about him. He did some, some good work when he did yesterday, but just to his disservice, he fought a fight that he wasn't accustomed to fighting throughout his career. And, you know, uh, what happened, what happened. Um, as far as the rematch, we all know I don't like rematches. I have no point to it. Um, at the end of the fight when they announced the draw, Vargas looked like, man, get the fuck out of here. Tells you a lot when someone has a reaction to a draw the way they do. But nonetheless, um, it, it was a draw. And uh, Jim Gray had his hands full with AB, post-fight interview. Um, if they do this again, I don't know if Jesse Vargas goes to Cincinnati. Whatever they're going to do. But you had Danny Garcia and attendance. And, um, you know, they're talking about that fight being possible for Broner next. Or Amir Khan, maybe. We don't know. But one thing's for certain. Adrian Broner impressed in the second half of that fight, and he did what a lot of people thought that he wouldn't do, which is let his hands go. And, I mean, once he put punches together, you know, Vargas was getting tagged up. And like I said, he was being backed up the whole night. Tells you a lot about a fighter when you're getting backed up. If It's a psychological deal. When you're throwing shots at somebody and they're connecting and you're throwing hard punches, but they keep on walking you down, walking forward, shaking their head, talking trash, gets in your head a little bit. Like, okay, how much further down do I got to dig to get this guy to back the fuck up a little bit? Because he landed some good shots on A.B. Ronald actually showed a good chin because he took some big punches yesterday. And we all know that Jesse Vargas, when he cracked him Bradley with that overhand, that was a possible dangerous punch for Adrian Broner in this fight because the blueprint type of an overhand that Maidana showed where there's the leak in the shoulder roll defense. So however you had it, if people had it to draw, not mad at that. If you had Vargas winning, you probably just don't like Broner. And if you had Broner winning, I'm right there with you. Very close fight, 115-113, A-B. And I'm glad to be completely wrong because I had Jesse Vargas predicted by unanimous decision. And in the first four rounds, it looked like I was going to be right. But Adrian Broner impressed, deleted, like Charlo said. And Adrian Broner still got a lot of money to make in this sport. So, Willa, what was your take on the fight? Because for a second, because I remember all your predictions, I was like, this goddamn Willa's going to be right because you predicted Broner by a split decision. And I was like, it's a close fight, but I could see them, you know, doing the split and getting Broner by one. But they went with the draw instead. So, eh, you know. But what did you think about the fight, Willa? Were you impressed by A.B.'s performance? 
Oh yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I want to start out by giving this guy, giving both guys, a lot of credit. Vargas, uh, I've met, I've met him one time. Very cool dude. Uh, and he's like, he's your Mexican's Mexican uh, to me. He feels like, to me, it feels like he does what most of the Mexican guys I know would do, uh, especially when somebody's talking noise to him or somebody's trying to outshine them or outclass them or do anything. He's got he's got that in, in his uh, in his tricks, his bag of tricks. Also, um, he was out there smiling, going toe to toe at the beginning, the whole time talking noise. He wore the uh, the OJ glove to the. Uh, to the um to the fight to the weigh in <laughs> I like no that. to the po- to the press conference um yeah. hey he looked good I like that guy you know I had I had it a draw and Broner did Broner's just so frustrating to me man it's whenever he threw his punches he landed yep. pretty much but he just wouldn't throw them and even and he lost the fight in that eleventh round to me. Um, he didn't lose it. Well, he, he he didn't win it. He let the fight go in that 11th round when he didn't do anything, and he let Vargas just pepper him for a whole round. You know, if he would have just closed those out, he would have won, and and it would have been everything would have been great. You know, um, a lot of people down talk Broner for his actions, his shenanigans, um, and. But there's a reason why with three fights, three losses, that he's still a big name in the game. It ain't because of his style. It's because of his mouth, it's because of what he does, you know, with with his style. You know, we're talking about a guy who doesn't ever back down. You know, you can't say he's a punk. You can say a lot of stuff about him, but you know that he's going to talk a lot of shit and he ain't going to quit. He's going to give it all of it, even yep. though all of it might be not fucking punching at all in rounds one through five or four and rounds 11. You know, I don't get it. Maybe with a little more, a uh, little more help from his new trainer, um, they'll be able to, to fix that. But he's old. Yeah, Cunningham, he's old. Uh, he, he's an older guy now. He might be setting his ways. But I'm proud of Broner. Uh, he did an excellent fight. He whooped. He whooped uh, my man's ass. Uh, Vargas was punching. Like I said early, he was just doing a lot of punching. He hit him with a few good shots. The Madonna overhands, like you said, where he's ducking in, he's punching and ducking in, then throwing the right, uh, looping right over the over the top. So uh, you know, he took some yep. good shots. He didn't take a lot of shots. You know, he took a lot of jabs, but not a lot of real hard shot to the face. You know, he took a lot of Vargas did a lot of body work. And that's lets you know how in shape Broner is also, man. He was taking a lot of shots to the body and was just eating them. Like, oh, yeah. on, that ain't shit. So, you know, Broner it's just that he does he's got the he's got he he's twenty eight. So we can't keep on saying that he's got I was about to say, you know, he's got the potential. Maybe this is who he is. He's just the Supreme athlete, a supreme warrior, but his you know his boxing skills aren't at the best of every uh, you know they're they're not at the top. Everything's at the top except his boxing skills, which are you know a a minus b 
you know, area where everybody else, the prime guys are fighting with A-plus skills, you know, A at the most, you know. So, great fight, um, great, great fight, you know, great way to end the night. And it was also a great uh, little post-interview. I think I got a little bit of it, just that little first part, man. He got a lot of people upset. Let's uh, let's see if I can pull that up. Well, there we go. Let's let's listen. To Together right, and censoring. Thank you very much. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. I be I, man. Let me see the mic. Hey, I be. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I beat your ass. Look at his face. It looked like I beat him with they beat my um, Martin Luther King with, man. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I'm an honest man. We went at it for 12 rounds. That's what we it was. We can do it We can do it again. We can Go ahead and this game. I beat your ass. We can do it again. I beat your ass like you stole something. I beat your ass like you got suspended from school. We can do it I beat your ass like you stole my bullshit, nigga. We can go and get some more if you want. Huh? You, you heard me. You bruised up. I'm ready to fight right now, fool. Come on, man. You need, you need to settle down. You need peroxide. You need peroxide alcohol. You need to settle down. You need peroxide alcohol. Hey, Broner is hilarious, man. And Vargas, he's not backing down. Just like all my SA partners out here in Houston, Texas. They're not going to back down. Uh, Vargas did get his ass whooped. But this, is, this isn't a fight. This is bo- It's a boxing match. And he, it was a draw. And that's, that's what I had it. I had it a draw. I wish Broner would have threw some punches that 11th round. He would have won. It was over. He might have could have knocked him out. But Broner, I don't get it. I don't get it, but I appreciate it. That's how, that's how I live with that. I don't get Broner, but I appreciate what he's doing. He's one of the top five names in boxing. And, which, and then you, you brought up Amir Khan, and I just started salivating because these guys are two of the top, let's say, eight to ten names in boxing. And, and we've seen Amir Khan get his ass whooped. But people, for some reason, love him. They were loving. They were screaming and hollering loud as hell over there. Where were they at? Uh, Belfast or Liverpool? I don't know where the fuck they were. But they were going crazy for this guy. It's the same thing. He's he's promoted himself to where he is now, and the same goes for Broner. A lot of stuff Broner did wrong, like not taking that Rockefeller money and all this and that, but he's still doing the yeah. same. A draw, I hate to be so – I wish he would have won the fight, so I'm going to still give him a, a, a B minus, you know, maybe even a C plus. I'm going to give him a C plus because he didn't – he could have won that fight. That should have been an easy fight for him to win, but, you know, that's all in it, there, man. I don't, I don't, I don't understand Broner, but I appreciate what he's doing in the boxing game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of frustrating out him in that time. If he could just get Broner that he had in the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and twelve. Oh, in the fourth round, I forgot because of 115, 113. Uh, 115, 113. If you can just get that Broner in those rounds all the time, well, who knows what happened. Understandable that, you know, Sean Porter was um, tough, tough, tough customer, 100%. Mikey Garcia, top five in the game, might even be top three. I got him right behind Bud Crawford on my list. Um, Tough comp. You can't ever say that Broner's a punk because, you know, brothers get a perception from the boxing fans that they're off their back foot fighting. 
or they running like Floyd. And one of my partners is one of the biggest AB haters in the world that I watched the fight with yesterday. But he ain't never called Broner a punk or said he's scared to throw them dogs. Because Broner's game, and he's been in a lot of entertaining fights because they haven't ended in knockout since he moved up. But they've been entertaining fights nonetheless, man. This guy is not afraid to get in the phone booth, good or for better or for worse. Because, like I said, his defense is not the greatest. And he likes to block a lot of shots with his face and shake his head. But, A.B., um, I would give him a solid B performance for yesterday. Can't give him nothing higher than that. Um, but I give him a uh, a high grade for his effort because he knew it was all on the table yesterday. And um, much respect to a man who takes care of all his kids, as he posted yesterday. People that hate Broner could at least respect that guy for that. He's a family man now. He ain't really... Huh, guess I can't say that. He's still out there wilding out, but the uh, 25-8 camp life that he had with Javante Davis looked like it really worked out well for those guys. Uh, Broner was in pretty damn good shape and um you you got to give a little credit to being with Javante Davis and Kevin Cunningham because I felt like AB really pushed himself as far as his training that he had going on and uh, that just happens when you have you know another world champion that you're working with you're uh trying to push yourself you know what I mean so um if they uh tag team it up again do 26-9 something like that Looked like it worked out good for both competitors. But for Adrian Broner yesterday, um, good and bad. But I thought more good than bad, even though initially it looked like it was all bad. But, um, no. Let's yeah, shout show. out to the troll job that they did on you, right, man. Hey, they As sold thinking that, that was real. Not us. Yeah. I told y'all it was a troll job, though. Hey, hey, and maybe, and maybe Broner, maybe this is where he is in his career. Maybe Broner just needs to sit. Stick around, make big, uh, good fights. At where were they at? One forty-four, some catch weight. You know, uh, he's yeah, not really good. going for no titles; just going for the money, and just uh, you know, making yeah. people come come fight him at his at, at Broner way, like Canelo did. And and I think they'll be all right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because like we said, the 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 advantage was completely seen yesterday. I mean. Vargas is big. He's a, you know, he's a fucking full-fledged welterweight. He's a big guy. I mean, even when you're at the weigh-ins and all that, and he had the, or even the face-off in the press when, you know, which I'm glad you mentioned the OJ gloves because I like that. I like that a lot. He was, uh, he had that look like he ain't leaving no evidence at the crime scene. That was dope. I like that. Like I said, man, I got nothing bad to say about Jesse Vargas. You know, he's, uh, you know, Broner down talk his L's, but, his L's was against some pretty damn good competition, you know? Two Hall of Famers in Tim Bradley and Manny Pacquiao. So, I mean, it was a really good fight. Without the troll job, it would still do high viewership, I believe, because just how good the card was. And Vargas ain't no punk. It was a legitimate fight. But, yeah, shout out to the troll job. As soon as I heard the gummo come on from 6'9", I said, what the fuck? And then I looked on Instagram and I seen 6ix9ine watching the fight in his car. 
But good job, fellas. But like I said, a million, a million views, and I'm in a few minutes. So, you know, people who don't know shit about boxing see this, that are following 6ix9ine, who has a really big following, are like, ooh, this dude must be something. Let me let me put on this fight. So, I, I, I mean, when the Nielsen numbers come out, I mean, I want to see what it looks like. Because Broner been doing around 800K on average. Bringing them viewership, man. Bringing that viewership, man. I think when AJ had that Parker fight over here, viewership was only around uh, 250K, something like that. But he's such a big star, like you say. That's nonetheless. But, yo, Willis, you said we got JP with us. Um, let's take it to the SoCal correspondent and see how he's seen the fight because he went at me yesterday on Twitter for one tweet saying AB's all bullshit. I'm curious to see if that perspective would change just a little bit. JP, what's good, man? Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I'm proud of AB, man, and I know this this is might be kind of whack because, you know, someone could say that you're kind of giving them a grade on a empathetic curve if you, you know, you could say that. But I right. – was predicting a TKO for Jesse Vargas. Like, I, I've been on record saying, like, I cannot see a way that Broner wins this fight. Now, I don't think he won the fight. I think he gets a draw at best. You know, a draw is fair at best. If, if you were going to give the fight to anyone, it would have to go to Jesse. But a, a draw is still within realm, you know. So, but what I did like, I did like some things. Did he throw his hands as much as you'd like? No, he didn't. But did he throw his hands a little bit more than he had been previously? Even against, uh, I feel, lesser comp, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, I felt like Jesse's a really formidable welterweight. And um, I feel like A.B., you know, and, and another thing I really liked was the energy A.B. still had left at the end of the fight. And I think that's what actually got them to draw is how they looked, you know, the optics of it all. Uh, Jesse looked it really winded and beat up. A.B. still seemed to be focused and fresh, like if this thing went 15, he could possibly put Jesse out. You know what I mean? But um, – he just, just didn't work quite enough. And like you guys said, you know, every time he worked, and this is the same reoccurring theme with Broner, you know, he just won't work his hands enough. But when he does, you know, he has great results. Um, but another thing I, li- I like to see, as much as criticism and as much as, like, you know, we were on the verge of deleting, you know, A.B., <clears throat> you did see the crowd get on their feet. You know, like in a round when he like he worked for like maybe seven seconds straight. You know, the the, the people still willing to get behind oh, yeah. him, man. The people still <laughs> willing to rally behind this guy. Motherfuckers still love the nigga, but <clears throat> you know he just won't do enough to. But if he will do it, it's there. And then so I think it was some encouraging aspects of this Kevin Hunting Cunningham camp. You know what I mean? And I think if they keep that going, yep. you know, and they, they keep, you know, he was telling A.B., he was telling A.B. the real shit. You know, like, motherfucker is right there for you. You just, the problem is you. You the problem. You know, he was telling them shit like that in the motherfucking corner. Yeah. You know, but then, oddly enough, A.B. would come out and just do the same shit. 
You know what I mean? It's mind-boggling. The, the motherfucker's sense of urgency is amazing, man. Like, the 12th round, you most fighters come out, like, with a sense of urgency. This motherfucker was like, it was no sense of urgency, dog. Like, I, I don't know, maybe he felt he had to fight in the back. But Cunningham was clearly telling him, like, man, look here, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with these rounds. I need you to go get this motherfucker. You know what I mean? And A.D. has just come yep. out kind of with the same sense of urgency every time, man. It was strange. But, uh, you know, he worked hard. He looked fresh and sharp still. And uh, I think that's what got him the draw. But, um, you know, did he outright? If you had to give the fight to anybody, I'd give it to Vargas. But it was encouraging. I do believe if he continues to work with Cunningham, and that'll only that'll be the best for him. And you know it's encouraging to see that he can at least get a draw with Jesse Vargas at one forty-seven. That means we put him in other fights with a lot of people. Then he's on par. He's on that level. He's not what we thought he was. Maybe a, a, a potential gatekeeper. Maybe we have a fight with uh, Danny Garcia and Kell Brooks. Of, well, I don't know. Kell Brooks going up, but you know it puts him. It still puts him in place to, for a few more good fights if he could keep it up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, what what was your take on the uh, whole? I mean, Vargas did good when he did good. But it just seemed like he didn't earn Broner's respect from his power yesterday. Broner took some shots, you know, on the chin, back of the head, as far as around the ear area from some of those hooks that came from a mile away. But at no point in time was Broner backing down. Uh I mean, that's probably got a credit for, like Willow was saying, from the body shots he was taking. He was taking some good body work. But it's got to be a good credit to the Kevin Cunningham militant style of camp. Um, because, like you said, man, you know, when you get two competitors that are working together, you're trying to push yourself. And Broner, you know, for all the stuff people say when he's out of uh, – when he's off and doing his own thing, putting on his LBs, looking like a light heavyweight, pop belly, Whenever he comes into a fight, he looks like he's in pretty good shape. But the thing is, in the fight yesterday, his gas tank was a lot better than it was before. I mean, if you remember the fight with uh, Adrian Granados, 10-rounder, Brown looked gassed early in that fight. And, I mean, I was a little questionable about how he could go 12 rounds with a guy like Jesse Vargas, who's going to put it on you. He's going to put it on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, that's a... That's another yeah, thing ahead, I noticed, R.C. That's another thing I noticed is that I, now I don't know what they came in their fight weight was, what they came into the ring at, but I did notice that Broner, Broner seemed to look a little more sealed in to me than he had. You you know we could you know we could say that Broner is still kind of filling into himself because like they said in the telecast, um, Mike Stafford believed that Broner could still make one thirty five if he wanted to, so. <clears throat> Broner fighting 10 pounds heavier and likely coming in another five to seven pounds heavier than that, you know, he's not at his natural weight. You know what I mean? He's like heavier than he should be. So, you know, I think, but uh, by comparing previous fights, I think Broner looked a little more stronger to me. You know, he, now he did have, see, I, I took a note of how he looked it on the sides of his stomach, and it was a little a little pinch there, you know what I mean? But he still looked a little stronger, you know, so it's encouraging. He, you could say he's filling out at least at the 144 
whatever that uh, weight was. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Willie, you got anything you want to touch up on that? I mean, I know you guys didn't do your uh, ritual who's got the better weather type thing before we talk about boxing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I let JP slide on that. I was going to hit him, but today is too beautiful, man. So I didn't even want <laughs> to do that, though. I know it's probably – y'all might it might be sleeting out there in uh, South LA, man. So who knows, man. Oh, but, man. hey, I was – hey, so so – you say you had Vargas, you know, even though he was the one getting who got beat, you know, if we were if this was a fight, you know, Broner would have won the fight, right? He was he you know, Vargas was getting beat up at the end of the fight. But you still had him winning. You had him winning on your card or are you just saying like how how did you have it? I I just feel like if we going by rounds, I think Vargas won more rounds. You know, if if it were a winner, like if you had to say, you know, no draw, pick a winner, I'd have to take Vargas. Because A.B. arguably gave up the first five to six rounds straight up. And then, so you just, let's just say it's five. And then you admittedly said he lost the 11th, or, you know, he lost at least one or two more rounds after six. So, you know, do the math, uh-uh, my man. See, he did it. You know? See, that's the thing. No, There's he didn't no way that everything. you could even say that. Yes, he swept. Yes, see, there's no way that you could say that because even the guy on the uh, on the telecast, see, they were hating on AB the whole time. It, it, it didn't seem like they wanted him to win, but the guy that was taking the score, you know, he had it. He had it the same way I had it. I think AB won like the fifth, then he lost the sixth, and it was like, all right, he needs to he needs to start start whooping these boys. Then he just then so he that, did, and then and, that's five and he, out he of slung the them six. all out. That's five and out then of the last six. Then he won so five out the last six. Then he won five out the last six. That's what I had. Yeah. Okay. But anything at, else at that's the draw. But see, now, the thing is, that's because I keep it 100% at all times. In 2018, body work does not count. But when it's against somebody that you wanted to count for, then it does so I would be like the third round, I think. Vargas got hit with the, the worst shots, but he was doing body work. So I'm like, all right, I got to give it to him for the body work. But I know pure as hell that if it was flip-flopped around, the people wouldn't give Broner that body work. So, you know, it's no way Vargas won that fight. It's no way to me that Vargas won that fight. There's a way that Broner could have won the fight, like, uh, like um, R.C. had it, and there's a way that could have been a draw. Vargas was happy, you know. He knew that he bar- that he got out of there. He was smiling. They were happy. I felt good for him because I think he proved to himself that he's on that level. They both proved something to I think he proved something to himself. And uh, so I'm happy for him and all that, but it's no way he won that fight. And, and if Broner would have let his hands go, he might have went to sleep, man. So, so but, yeah. look, I, I think it's consensus where everybody would agree that Vargas won five out of the first six, right? Everybody can kind of agree on that. I think everyone would. Now, yes. I do not, I do not think it's consensus that people think that Broner won five out of the next six. That's debatable because we can all agree he may have lost, he may have lost eleven and twelve. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And I, no and way I, he those, lost twelve. 
Well, those See, rounds no seven, eight, nine, ten. ten. Those rounds were, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Ass. I think seven, eight, nine, and we, ten. There's a debatable round in there or two. Just debatable <sighs> at the least. And so that's why I said it's a draw. A draw is fair. But if you had to give it to anybody, because you're saying at best it's a draw for Broner with everything you could give him. I'm saying it's a draw, but if we if we no, really dissect around for it's ours, and see that I can't explain. That but I, can't. I can explain it because I think the third because it just depends on how you're looking at it. Like I said, if people were looking at it with the same eye they looked at the Kovalev. Uh, 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 Ward fight oh, or right. any yeah. fight, any fight where a black guy is landing body shots, or even it was a fight last week. Not even black guy. When the guy you don't like is landing body shots, it doesn't count. But when the guy is getting body shots landed on you that you don't like, it counts. There's rounds in there where, especially I think it was the third round where Broner hit him with like an uppercut. He hit him with a couple of nice pieces, but he was just getting jabbed and body work. That was a debatable round. RC probably gave that. To, RC probably gave that to Broner. I can see that round getting thrown. I can't see any round seven through twelve except eleven that Broner could have even come close to losing. And eleven, he didn't even really that. lose. He just got out work. It's just I, I mean, mean he just he. I gave that eleven. But I mean, as well. I think that. But we yeah. all are proud of it. Could've, it could have swayed people. Yeah, we're all giving Broner the same respect that he deserves after that fight. You know, win, lose, or so, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, um, man. I, I'll tell you what. Be interested. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just interested to know what rounds you gave. So, did, did you give five and you gave Vargas five through six? Five out of the first six. Um, I gave. Vargas one two three and five, and um, I don't have my card with me right now. But I think for the most part, Broner took over the second half of that fight. And um, the the eleventh, it could be given either way. Just like um, the fourth, the, the third or fourth, I'm not sure. Uh, probably the fourth, um, the swing round that could easily change it all. Um, but I I mean, Vargas just got too gassed for me, man. And um, you never want to say, like what Broner said at the end of the fight, describing a man's face does not mean you want to fight. You know, some guys are punchy, and, uh, um, you know, Vargas been in there with some with some hitters. And um, I would never say, like, you know, look at the guy's face. He got beat up. He, You know, it, it, that just goes to show he lost. That's just, you know, that's just foolery. Um, but for me, I just think that Vargas gassed out and a little bit goes into play what Willard was saying because Broner – um, for the most part, he does not get a lot of credit for the body work that he does. He does some good body work when he does. I mean, even though he had a low one yesterday, maybe a low two um, that looked like the Ashley Theophane punch, but um, got a hard warning, and, you know, Jesse wasn't getting warned for his headbutt, so it goes both ways. But I think that Broner just, like, I mean, the, the momentum was uh, big on Broner's side second half of the fight when you look at the percentage of everything. And I don't like looking at punch stats. I don't need to look at punch stats. I could see yesterday, from my perspective, who was landing the clear shots and how much of them were landed. Um, Vargas landed some really good shots, but Broner's shots were the more clear-cut and effective shots. And, I mean, 
even at one point or another, I think in the 10th round or the ninth, I'm not sure which one to be exact, but Vargas looked like he was about to get stopped within about 10 seconds left in the round or whatever, whatever. And, I mean, you don't really see that with Broner, especially with the bigger guy. He hasn't been close to stopping anybody that's a full-fledged welterweight. And I was a little surprised yesterday. I mean, like you said, JP, if it would have went 15 rounds, Broner could have stopped Vargas because he was on the brink of doing it at one point or another. Because if people want to question Broner's power, that's fine. But if you're landing a shot like Broner lands with the speed and accuracy he was landing on, you know, you could be Pauli Malignaggi power. It's still going to hurt somebody. And, I mean, Broner just to me clearly took over the second half of the fight. The 11th round probably didn't get that one, but I think I gave him the uh, the, the fourth or the fifth, I'm sorry. And it could have been a swing round in the 11th, which I, I had Broner getting on that one too, so I could see where Will is coming at saying maybe he let that one go. Um, but I definitely felt like the scorecard was, you know, eh, at least they didn't screw either fighter over because I'm pretty sure both fighters would have felt screwed over if one or the other won. Um, but, you know, much respect to both guys. Like I said, the, I, I had a dog in the fight with Adrian Broner, but my boxing brain was going for Vargas to win the fight, you know, plain and simple, you know, to put it, put it that way. But, um, you know, we're all giving a little bit of uh, adulation and patting the, pat, or putting our arm around the boy because Broner yesterday, he showed he's, uh, he's game. Was it because his career is on the line? I wouldn't necessarily say that because he does bring in the viewership. I don't think he would be deleted, but on that gatekeeper point, yeah, he could still be a, a good undercard for guys. You know what I mean? But I think that he took over the second half of the fight and the fifth round that I gave Broner put it over for me. But I can see how someone would have it the other way for Vargas or the other way uh, for, for the for the clear-cut draw. But in just in my opinion, man, um, the clean and effective shots and Jesse Vargas being on wobbly legs at one point or another. I, I got Broner, one fifteen, one thirteen, and uh, also really good showmanship by Jesse Vargas when Adrian Broner tried to land that huge hook and fell down, and he acted like he was going to punch him. That's some shit that young Adrian Broner would do. Uh, I like Jesse Vargas a lot, man. So I'm not downplaying his effort at all. Yesterday, hell of a fight, hell of a fight. All right, well, um, let's take it to Janelle because Janelle, he's always been a guy that, and respectively so in the fight game himself, you can have a different perspective from guys like average fans who, you know, aren't in the fight game and don't see certain things that Janelle sees. Janelle's been a guy rocking with us for a while, and I appreciate the knowledge and Love to see his success also, the hard work that goes involved in training, all that good stuff. We've seen Broner put in some hard work, but we've seen Broner slack off a lot. So I got to ask Janelle, who do he think won this fight, and how much so would you say Broner looked better than before in this fight uh, compared to his previous uh, lacklusters that he had in big fights, such as the three L's that he has, and even the Adrian Granados fight, which was not that great. Janelle, how's hey, going on, guys? 
What's well, going on, man? I mean, how did you how did you see it go down yesterday, man? Well, I seen the same old burner. I didn't see anything different. I ain't seen. I mean, I like his corner. How his corner had a no nonsense mentality and told him and told him like how it was, you know. I'm mean, seeing the same runner, man. I mean, he's a slow starter. Yeah, I mean, I gave him the second half. I think Brunner gave away the fight because 11th round, I think he gave away. But not keeping up the work rate. I mean, he won the 12th round. I had him losing going into the 12th, and I gave him the 12th. So I scored in the draw. But I think Brunner did my gas in 11th round. He could have won that night on that first bowl. Yeah. And it's just like, a Brunner's, if you watch, if you watch that fight and the Granado fight, and and the fight with that guy Emmanuel, every fight with Bruno is always the same fight, man. It's the same fight, man. He fights like it's the same. I guess he lands a good body shot, but he always does. I'm not seeing no adjustments. I mean, with Bruno, like Bruno has that. Okay, um, right, how can I put it? That's like I said. Every fight is simply the same fight. He made no adjustments. He just kept fighting the same fight that he always fights. And it's like with Broder, man, he, I mean, I don't know. It's just the same. Okay, now I have a, his talent is there. His tough arms, his hand speed, reflexes, footwork. He's got good power. And his power is not devastating. Uh, not since he was at 135. But he has good fight. He has really good power. He fights in spurts. But you just never seen anything different from Broder. It's like you never seen him fight. Okay, now when he fought this guy, um, what's the guy's name? Um, Molina, for instance. Okay, now he, okay, he fought a different dance, but Molina was just a flat-footed guy. Okay, anybody could fucking uh, dance around that guy. But it's just, a, I don't know, man. It's just the same fight with the guy over and over, man. He's not making no adjustments. He's not, he's not changing up his ways. If you look, every great fighter, uh, they all had different type of like, on ways of fighting. It's five different styles. You look at Andre Ward. Andre Ward fought Kovalev. Like this man, he fought uh, uh, guys like Trotch. You know what I'm saying? All Bruno does is walk you down. He lands some good body shots. He has good power, like I said. I mean, the guy, um, I remember that round where he almost could have stopped the guy. But Broner, again, he doesn't keep up his pace. He can't keep it from beginning to end. I don't know if it's his cardio or that he loads up too much or he loads up at the wrong time. I don't know what it is, but he just can't keep at the same pace. If he could, I think he would have easily stopped Vargas. On his bottom fight, ninth round, he could have stopped him. But, I don't know, man. Probably he I said it for a while. Broner needs to stay at 140. Shit, the guy, fucking this guy said he can make 135. I mean, I don't think Broner would like going to 135 because the guy likes to eat. He likes to drink and shit. So, but I'll definitely go back to 140 because 147, he will get beat up. I'm sorry. He fights his fence, Brooks, Thurman. Um, he fight those guys. He's getting stopped. You know what I mean? So 147 is not is not too good for him. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to lose the fight. I did pick Vargas, but I was going for Broner. Uh, Broner does show – he always shows good heart. He always does. He always shows a good chin also. I mean, he took some serious body shots last night. Broner always takes good shots and, and keeps coming. That's just his game. I mean, nobody can deny the guy can take an ass with him and keep on picking him. I mean, nobody can deny his heart in the ring, but it's like – I mean, I mean, I mean, he's – he just fights the same fight every single time. And, of course, guys know how to beat him. If you keep a high volume on him and you, and you force him on a lot of his comfort zone, I bet you got the win. You know what I mean? So it's like... So, like, did, uh, huh? so did you see any... Huh? Did you see any... 
Did you see any improvement with with uh, the new trainer? Did you see? No, I didn't. You didn't see didn't, anything. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe his conditioning wise. I mean, I don't know. It uh, could be that, but as far as fighting wise, no. He fought the same fight he did against Gennados. It's the same fight with Gennados. Same fight he fought when he fought um, uh, the Russian dude. Uh, same shit with the um, no, 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 no uh, 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 Russian dude, but the um, what's that manual? Um, yeah, he fought at one forty. What's that guy's name? From Baltimore. I can't get to him right now because I'm actually talking about a man yeah, that's the weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. It's the same fight. All you see is the same fight. It's like, okay, yeah, Molina looked different, but then Molina was just a flat footed bum who has good power. <laughs> and it's a different ball game. But and, and fighting a guy, I don't know, you just see the same fight over and over from Broner. It's like you want to see something different. You want to see him a bit switch up his uh, 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 first silly. It's all like he gets inside. A walk that he gets inside, he stands and bangs away at your body. He catches with counters from here and there. But it's like, what else do you really got to your game? You know I mean, and again, that all starts in the gym. That all comes from the gym. Uh, molding your uh, talents into solid skill sets. And, uh, and Bruno always had the talent. I see when he lets his hands go. And when JP mentioned a while ago about how um, the, uh, the crowd stood up when he started throwing punches or whatever, that always happens with Bruno. He didn't fight until he was getting booed up the fucking frame. Even with Donald fight, we still landed his hands with the Donald. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was cheering all of a sudden. It's because Broner, when he lets his hands go, it's one of the best sights in boxing. I don't care how much of a hitter you are of him, but when he lets his hands go, it's one of the best sights in boxing because he's, his hands speed is so fucking quick. He's good. He's a good comic to punch him. It's, it's actually one of the best sights, I and mean, nobody can argue that when he does let it go, but how, how so often? I'm at the lighter weight. And it was like one flurry, the fight was over. <laughs> That's why Broner was basically so dominant at the light of weight. He never really saw his uh, flaws as far as not being able to keep his pace up from beginning to end. Because one flurry he throws yeah. and, and the guy's unconscious. Oh, literally. You know what I mean? So it's like, but say, you know what I mean? Everybody cheers when Broner starts letting his hands go. It's one of the best sights you can see in boxing. I'm sorry. I don't care who disputes that, but it is. And, and this is why guys, yeah. he walked him down a fight, and began let his hands go, and he bites it up. Uh, when he fought this guy, um, uh, when he decided to let his hands go against Garcia, I forgot what fight it was, but uh, what round it was, uh, Garcia, everybody was cheering. And they were so anti Bruno. And what was the other fight? Damn, it was, never, it was every fight to think of, though. Uh, this man tell you, let his hands go, everybody cheered. Because Broner has that talent. He has natural born talent. But the, uh, a that shit you can't ability. teach. Exactly, exactly. His hand speed, his reflexes. Oh, you know what? They looked different last night. I'm sorry, sorry. His stance wasn't as wide as it was last night. His stance wasn't as wide as it was in previous fights. That's what I forgot to mention. And that was a good correction because uh, when your hands is always so goddamn low and shit. I'm I mean, not his hands, but his uh, his feet were so goddamn wide apart. It was like he was always off balance. He was always off there. And, uh, and, uh, and that was one good correction last night. But as far as the way he fought, no, it was the same fight. N- nothing different. All right, all right. Um, Willa, one, one last thing I wanted to touch up on this, Browner, before we move on to your boy, Molly Ma. Um, we knew that, or, well, you, you said you knew that it was a work with 6 9 um, I'm questioning if we, could, we should call Browner. Instead of the problem, call him woke because at the press conference, how 
he seemed awoken to the fact that there's a lot of snakes in the grass of boxing that we all know of, but the disrespect of Leonard Ellaby. Do you think that Bronner was coming from the heart with that or maybe a, a Mayweather pr- promotional type tactic? Because he said that um, afterwards that, uh, you know, he's got no beef with Leonard. He's got no beef with Floyd. It's just, you know, Mayweather promotions. And Jesse Vargas is from, you know, Las Vegas and, and trains at the Money Team gym. And, you know, Floyd was FaceTiming him before the fight. And it just seemed like a little bit of pettiness from Floyd Mayweather. And um, maybe Bronner knows something behind the scenes as far as Leonard Ellaby being one of those kind of guys. You always got to watch out for those kind of guys. But do you think that was um, from the heart from Adrian Bronner or probably a promotional tactic? Because that also made waves as much as the beef with 6ix9ine um, because you had 50 Cent posting about it, like getting hype from Adrian Bronner's press. And, um, you know, another outside uh, boxing type of uh, – uh, public figure who's going to bring more viewership to the uh, to the fight and itself. Uh, what did you think about that that jab he did at the promotional team and Leonard Ellaby? Uh, he made a comment about that at the I don't know what I think it was after an interview after the fight, uh, saying you know that he made a comment, some kind of comment about him talking on on this promotion, but uh, I think it was all a uh, it was all a setup. It was all, it was all a plan. This is 2018, the year of the troll, as we see with Takashi, as we see with with Charlemagne, as we see with my guy Star. Um, it's it's all. This is what's popping right now. So it was all a job the whole time. Um, you're not really taking talking to. You know, I don't. I don't know if Ellerby was in on it. You know, but I know that Broner is making his. He's trying to make his mark. He's hooked up with Takashi. They're hooked. You know, that's what he's been doing. But now he's got to take it to the next level. And you know, we'll see what he can do. Now he's got. He just got to win fights. The only way he can win these fights is by throwing his hands, man. So you need to see more of your hands, AB. But good job on the promotion, sir. Most definitely. Um, moving forward, somebody's hands that you don't have much in question, if at all. I'm curious to know how the Triple G fan base feels about Jamel Charlo or Jamal Charlo right now. Um, criticism being he doesn't he hasn't faced top level comp, but the middleweight division um, isn't that deep. You know, um, when you talk about the top five that's when you're talking about the money. Um, you know what I mean? So, um, Canelo, Triple G, Jacobs, Andrade, and then Charlo. Not in any particular order, but that's the cream of the crop right there. Jamal Charlo, Jamal Charlo, uh, feeling out round in the first, but Centeno Jr. found out the hard way. You don't want to bang with that lion because all criticism aside, and even the you know video he posted where he seemed a little under the influence of, of alcohol, in my opinion, where he ranted off about Javante Davis and Adrian Broner, and also the 
criticism of doing cocaine from one Javante Tank Davis, Jamal Charlo, that's a bad man walking right there. And reasonable excuse, or not excuse, but reasonable criticism from myself, calling him a bully because, you know, he wasn't that loud when Jacobs was there, but him and his brother really going at it with these little guys, Broner and Tank. Jamel was really hyped during the press conference, talking crazy, talking crazy. Um, but when you get those guys in the ring, you get highlight material. Jamal Charlo is a bad man. And one thing you don't want to do is what Centennial did yesterday. Uh, I mean, you know, the dude, whatever gel product he was using for his hair, that's got to be some top-of-the-line shit because he got hit with some bombs in the short instance that he did, but his hair never really moved as crazy as one David Lemieux uh, against Triple G. Um, Jamal Charlo, man, I mean, you talk about impressive. A lot of people that had criticism I've seen on Twitter, um, social media in, in all, were in awe, A-W-E, like, wow, from Jamal Charlo yesterday. Um, this guy has got so much talent, so much power, and his frame is just, it's a problem for guys, and he's going to be a problem. Um, old man like Triple G right now, does he really want to take that fight? Probably not because, you know, Abel Sanchez even went so far saying that, you know, the fight can't sell because black fighters don't sell. He wasn't saying that when they signed up to fight. Um, um, what's my man's name right now? I can't off the top of my head. Fuck. Um, but uh, also including Dominic Wade and um, – wow, brain fart. Um, Monroe? Yeah, Willie Monroe Jr. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck, man. Tag team partner. Um, he wasn't saying that black fighters couldn't fight when he signed up to get with Monroe and, um, and, and D. Wade. So he need to cut that shit out, man. Jamal Charlo, impressive emphatic victory yesterday and saying straight up, where's GGG? Let's get Triple G. And he moved away from the mic when he said, he was, I think he was about to say Lil G, which we were calling for years on Triple G because, I mean, I wasn't – like I give Triple G credit for what he's done, but at the same time, uh, uh, criticism for the lack of talent that he's had and, and uh, you know, support from the boxing fans. Like, oh, he just, he just wants to break the record for the most title defenses. But when Terrence Crawford's doing work and doing his title defense, they're like, oh, he needs to move up. Never heard criticism like that for Triple G, especially when he had that heat with Andre Ward, like trying to bring Andre Ward down in his way and not see him at a catch. But you're saying that, you know, well, Triple G wasn't saying, but Abel Sanchez saying that Triple G would have slept Ward. Double standards in boxing is never going to go away. Nonetheless, man, Impressive victory. I give him an A for what he did yesterday in the short uh, short little run that he had, only two rounds. But Jamal Charlo, 
Lions only. He wants Triple G. And I think the fans everywhere in the boxing world want that fight. And Triple G always says he wants to give the fans a drama show. Yesterday, Jamal Charlo, the hitman, Houston, Texas, that guy is putting on a drama show. Only two rounds, Willa, but how'd you feel about your man's performance yesterday? Were you more impressed, though, by the knockout, or did you expect that? How'd you feel about it? Yeah, well, we, I expected the KO. Um, I, I expected something of uh, worthwhile. You know, last year that was all the Charlos were giving us was KO of the year uh, candidate. Um, this is another one. Had the guy you know. You know the guy's out when he looks like he's up, but he's breathing very heavily and, and you know, like he's asleep. And that guy was asleep for a second. He was breathing. Uh, I had some people over there like, he's going to get up. Like, no, 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 no. That guy, he's, he had been mortis for a second. His eyes was open. That was a, that was a knockout of the year candidate like we like I figured. And, uh, yeah, much love to the big mild Charlo, though, doing his thing. Uh, how do you feel about the call out to Triple G and the way you see that fight going? I know um, we all we got to put it all in all. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we can't be prisoners of the moment and going off what you've done for me lately, even though that's what everybody does. But um, you know, you got to sink in the fact that he hasn't faced top level comp. Nonetheless, the potential, the uh, I mean, all in all skill that this man obtained going against Triple G. Triple G, yeah, he's shown that he could hit hard, and, I mean, he's got a, a, a really good chin. We know that. He ain't going to be leaving his hands down with his face forward telling Jamal Charlo, go ahead, hit me. Let's have a drama show. That's not going down. But for this fight, I mean, it's up in the air right now if it happens. You know, they said, how could you make it work? He said, I got the best promotional team in the world. They'll figure it out. Do you think that Triple G takes this fight? And if so, if anything, can Triple G humble this young man or just become another victim of the hitman? Um, you know, I've I've taken another stance on Triple G, opening my eyes and understanding that I can't be a hypocrite towards the man. Uh <clears throat> Triple G has put in his work. Triple G has definitely given the people usually what they what they you know what they want to see for a while. You know he hasn't fought the best, I don't think, but he's gave he's knocking yep. people out. He's got people crunk. Triple G has put in his work. He does not need to fight this young bull from Houston, Texas, and I don't think he will. And if I was him, I wouldn't. You know, Triple G needs to <laughs> yeah. fight these guys with the belt. Uh, if even that, get Canelo, get your payday, get paid, and get out of here with your with your all your faculties intact. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he will fight him. Uh, it's a good call out. If he does fight him, he's he's going to get murdered probably in the ring. This guy's dropping bombs, man. So you know he's not going to take that. I don't blame him. I wouldn't. Triple G has paid his dues. We don't need to see that. Yeah, and um, young Jamal Charlo, 27 years of age, he's got his grown man body on right now, even though he's uh, 
coming out of his sophomore performance at, at middleweight. Triple G is 33 going on 34. Seven-year age difference or six-year age difference at the time currently, but it could be seven. Not sure when his birthday is. Um, but I agree completely. Um, I think that Triple G wouldn't take this fight, not because, you know, I'm not saying he's a bitch or nothing like that, but politics, man, you got to think. Um, most likely we're going to get Triple G and Canelo in September because, you know, that's when the suspension is, is uplifted and Canelo will be able to get back in the ring as soon as uh, August 17th this year. And September's right after that. And uh, you, you, you got to believe that with all the drama that went in there, that that's what we're going to get. Um, so we could take that fight. Um, and as far as afterwards, he's a mandatory of the WBC, Jamal Charlo. But, you know, he just lost one of his belts for taking this Vada and Mary Hudson fight. And it don't seem like that's what he's worried about now is give me my belt, so my belt. Looks like he's, uh, you know, getting ready to ride off into the sunset sooner or later because, um, like I said, cream of the crop in the middleweight division, it's not getting any easier for Triple G or Canelo. You got some young, you got some young hogs in there, as you like to say. Young Bulls in there, man. Um, I don't think he would take the fight, and I think he's on his way out. And, um, you know, he could hang it up after this next Canelo fight, win, draw, or loss. And um, he's going in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. But um, it remains to be seen if he wants to give the fans what they want to see, because everybody wants to see this fight, especially after the performance yesterday of one Jamal Charlo. Um, moving along, hats, hats off to Charlo. Moving along, Javante Tank Davis. We know this guy has had comparisons of one Adrian Bronner for the uh, wrong reasons. Questions even being asked to Leonard Ellerby about if at all Mayweather Promotions is worried about the fact that Adrian Bronner influencing young Javante Davis. Um, Adrian and Javante known each other for a very long time. You can uh, go back and see young Javante Davis rocking the band camp gear when Adrian Bronner came out to his fight with uh, Gavin Reese. Bronner's been on Tank for a long time, and they had this 25-8 camp. Worked out pretty damn good for both fighters, if you ask me. But Javante Davis threw a little shade at Mayweather Promotions, and they're talking about, you know, throwing them to the wolves with Vasil Lomachenko. If that fight comes, it won't come next. They're talking about this guy, you know, possibly getting in there with Tevin Farmer. They've had beef for a long time. You know what I mean? They've been going back and forth. So, I mean, um, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. You know, Tevin Farmer, um, you know, we'll see how that works out. Uh, I mean, but from what I seen yesterday, I think that yesterday before the fight, people were talking about how Vasil Lomachenko would wash and humble Javante Davis. But Javante Davis 
much so like Adrian Broner as far as things that you can't teach. Money looked good yesterday. And not only did he look good with letting them hands go, but he was smart about when he let his hands go. He didn't get all crazy like how we see with uh, a Sean Porter. When Sean Porter hurt Keith Thurman, he threw off about, you know, five, six wild punches that were just a waste of energy. No waste of energy whatsoever from Javante Davis when he had a man in danger. Cool, calm, collected, and put money down three times. Javante Tank Davis, hell of a performance yesterday to kick things off. And Tank got a strap back. Made weight. But it seems like it's a – it seems like he can't win with the people. It might be just because of the persona that he puts out. But when he doesn't make weight, you know, they say he can't wait. He can't make weight. He's unprofessional. When he does make weight, oh, he looks drained. He looks like a dead man walking. He gets that negative criticism as much as Adrian Broner does. Um, I'm not going to say deservedly so, but you understand why he gets some of these things. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, for anybody that was a hater on Tank Davis, was probably in awe also because Tank, he just steamrolled this guy yesterday and looked damn good doing it. I mean, we had two knockouts early. <laughs> I mean, I thought they're going to bring some rookies out to throw on a show before the Broner fight because it was a quick knockout fashion from Tank Davis to start things off. Um, looked in good shape, great reflexes, great power, good punch combination, good body work. And when he landed on top, he was very accurate. I was impressed with Javante Davis yesterday. And I think he puts a question in my head that I never thought about before. Would he be able to knock out Vasil Lomachenko? I don't know. I don't know, man. But I'll tell you what, before that fight, I was thinking no way, no how he knocks out Vasil Lomachenko. But afterwards, I don't know, man. Vasil Lomachenko needs a defensive coordinator as it is. But Tank Davis, that boy put in work yesterday, Willa. What did you think about the fight and the performance and moving forward? You giving uh, Tank Davis a little more of a chance against Vasil Lomachenko, the quote-unquote pound-for-pound number one? Man, like like uh, Wesley Snipes uh, said on, I think it was, uh, I forgot what the shit was called, something about with an airplane, always bet on black. And that's what I did last uh, last night. <laughs> and Javante Davis, he came through like we knew he was going to. Now, you know, one would say we're jumping the gun. We're jumping the gun a little bit, RC, with that performance, beating this guy up. But he looked fast as hell in there. And he looked precise. Hitting boys with, dropping boys with body shots. Uh, that, hey, he looked real good in there. Can he, can he beat Lomachenko? No. Probably not still, but he's throwing the he's, – he's got power. And he might be able to drop him, you know. The only way he can win is to drop him. Can he hit him? That's the question. We don't know. He, he looked hella fast and hella strong in there last uh, last night, man. So, A-plus to Davis, uh, A-plus to Charlo. I don't know if I gave him a grade. A-plus, A-plus. It was an A-plus card. 
Uh, great boxing all night, man. So, yeah. Davis looked great. No complaints here. Yep. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Um, well, uh, moving along, let's talk about another quick knockout. We got 10 minutes here before we wrap it up. Um, yeah, you know, I picked the upset of the year against LaGreco, but let's just be real. Let me be real. I don't like Amir Khan. So whoever he fights, I'm going for the other guy. I can admit that. Drop money in the first 15 seconds. And then he knocked him out 40 seconds into the first round. I give credit where it's due. Much respect to Amir Khan because a guy that headlined pay-per-view with Canelo Alvarez and in it all been in some pretty damn good fights himself. Um, you know, fighting this guy, Logreco, is a, a disrespect to the stature fighter that Amir Khan is because, you know, fastest hands in boxing. If he had a, a chin like Danny Garcia, he'd be one of the best fighters in boxing. But nonetheless, he had his setbacks because so reason. And he really showed the level of upper echelon that he is yesterday with only 40 seconds of work. Easy paycheck for Amir Khan. Willa, I'll let you boast because I know that's your guy. What would you think about Khan? Hey, man, I fuck with Khan heavy, as we all know. That was an excellent performance. The boy told you he's got the, the implant in the hand. He's coming back with, with KO power, and he did exactly that. Man. So, you know, shout out to that boy Khan. Like Broner, he's taking some L's. Even, uh, you know, Connor's taking some bad L's. But for some reason, the the people love him uh, or they hate him. But it's one or the other. I love him myself. And he's doing, you know, no homo. And he's doing my, uh, he's doing, uh, he's doing what I need to, I need to see. Him against Broner, that's an excellent fight. I would, I would love to see that. Um, you know, we'll see what he does. I forgot who, was he calling out anybody? I didn't see the uh, post fight. I don't know who he's calling out. But you know he's yeah, calling I, out I probably Mayweather, or Canelo, some some outrageous because <laughs> that's what he does, man. But you know, shout out to Khan, man. A plus, A plus plus, man. He's getting he's getting the uh, the grade of the night <laughs> for sure. You, you can't get no better of a grade when you knock a guy down in the first fifteen seconds and finish him in forty. Much respect to Amir Khan. I could I could take that play to crow because I understand how good Khan is, but for personal reasons i just don't like the guy but it's whatever i'll be honest with with the with the listeners and myself and put it down to that boil it down to that um real quickly let's uh just say we knew carl frampton and donito nonito donari were going to the cards and um hell of a fight in belfast yesterday because you know frampton did exactly what i thought he was going to do working on the inside and following up top and uh he put a, a pretty good beat down on Nodito Donari, even though he showed instances of, of that Filipino flash that he used to be, it's just, you know, father time waits for no man. And uh, he couldn't get it done in Belfast, Ireland, when it went to the cards, not by uh, hometown favoritism. He flat out lost that fight. And Carl Frampton, pretty good pickup victory for the Irishman. And um, I'm sure all the people, wild Irish folk out there, we're uh we're loving that shit. So, uh, what'd you think about that fight that we had over the over the pond? Oh man, it was uh yeah, like we thought. Frampton was just too fast for him. Not not saying a lot. Frampton 
he thinks he's better than he is. I don't really like him that much, man. He was in there. He's he almost got dropped, I think, twice. But he's the one. Uh, you know, he was peppering. Oh, oh, Denare. Denare's a shell of itself. So I watched it, man. It was it was a sad sight, but it is what it is. So you know, Frampton put on a good show. Showed a lot of respect at the end for for the uh, uh, for the the older fighter. So you know. It is what it is. It was a good fight. I'll give it that. Uh, Frampton did perform well. So I give it a No, no, for sure. Much respect to to Frampton. Class act. You know, win or loss. He's a... I mean, when I thought of Frampton Donaire, I thought of Frampton Donaire don't care. But, you know, they got a fight over there, and uh, the fans seem to be pretty, pretty hyped about it. So, not a hater at all. Much respect to both competitors, and um, we'll see what's next for Frampton. We all know he wants to get that get back with Leo Santa Cruz, so maybe they'll start talking about that after Santa Cruz and Myers get it on June 9th at the Staples Center. Um, but nonetheless, Willow, man, great show today. Enjoy it as always, and um, as we mentioned before. We uh, are having the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, in which you were the host of on Wednesdays, and uh, we'll do that show for and uh, previews and predictions. But as of this show on Sunday, you know we're wrapping up and evaluating talent and their performance. So I think we did that, regardless if um, I'm the lone driver of the Bronner One bus, but. It was real good talking to you guys, man. I tell you what, Willa, you're talking about you weren't getting no text from me because I was busy, like I said. But today I got time. I'm chilling the rest of this day, uh, getting ready to watch some NBA basketball. And uh, we know LeBron James is about to even up that series against these pesky Pacers. And uh, I will be in touch with you, my man, because I think LeBron James is going to take Miss Triple Double on a date today. He ain't going to be doing that Kobe ball where he tried – to just, you know, get the ball in the hoop every time. What you got planned for the rest of the day, my man? Oh, man, I'm about to hit this yard. Nice day. Probably go go sit out on the lake or something and, and you know, have a picnic with the family. You know, that's that's the type of day it is out here in Houston, Texas, man. And like you said, we'll have the show on Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming fights. I think uh, Danny Jacobs, Jesse Malinati, Lalina, whatever the hell his name is, couple of fights next week uh, we'll be able to talk about, make some predictions, talk about the, the rumors and the foolery going on during the week, man. So appreciate it as always, R.C. As always, my man, it's always a blessing to be able to do this show and have the colorful characters that we have on and especially rocking with you, my man, even though we don't see eye to eye all the time. Appreciate you, Will. I appreciate you, man. As much as I appreciate you, I appreciate the listeners as well. Anybody giving positive feedback on the uh, reviews and all that stuff, I I thank you all. And um, follow us at Outsiders Boxing on Twitter. And as we always do, we'll be back to you sooner than later. Midweek show coming up. Thank you all and have a blessed Sunday. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 